you know, some of these kids have never been told like it is. And I think that as well as teaching them tennis, like I'm teaching them valuable life lessons, like along the yeah. way. Yeah. I believe wow. at some point during your development, you have to be told you're bad at something like to your face. Whether that's true. Yeah. Or oh not. my gosh. That's my, that's, I also do that as well. Like the kids <laughs> I like, the kids I don't like. I think it's funnier when I tell the kids I don't like that they're bad at tennis. I'm like, like, like Caroline, you are not good enough to be talking to me like that. Like. Manic. Pixie. Jump scare. Hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Hi. We're, We're Quinn. Quinn. And we and are Becca. Becca. And welcome to Manic Pixie Jump Scare, a podcast where Becca and I talk openly about our shared delusions, passions, and, and love, love for each other. Wow. Oh my goodness, Becca. <laughs> OMG. Oh. Now, something is, something is different. Something has changed within the pod. Something has shifted for sure. Something there's a glitch <laughs> in the matrix because mm-hmm. there's an extra person in the Zoom room today. Well, <gasps> oh my god! As you should say. Whoa! Oh, sorry if you didn't notice that. <laughs> Jeez! Didn't jump up that. on me. That's um, crazy. But as you all heard last week, and Becca and I lived through, um, we had a little contest right on this very show to be the very first guest in the MPJ Cinematic Universe. And so today, Lauren Taylor has joined us to redeem her prize. Lauren, welcome back to the pod. Welcome. Oh my goodness. It is a delight. It's a pleasure. Thank you guys for having me on again. I, I'm a kid in a candy store. What can I say? Oh my gosh. Oh, and we're so happy amazing. to have you on. So Lauren, so happy. my first question for you in our little, you know, catch up is like, how has life changed? What has the reaction been like to your win? Do people think you were the rightful winner of the trivia contest? Do they think the fix was in? What, what, what are the streets saying in your view? Well, there was a pretty disturbing Reddit thread that popped up after my win that actually, um, they said I cheated. They said I lied. They said that Nan actually should have ended up with 20 points um because of a technicality in the rule book um I've had to go to therapy twice this week because of this reddit thread Um, oh my gosh but but all of my intimates have been very supportive of me oh that's that's Um, great good and that's what matters yeah I mean I take issue with the thread just in the fact that it seems like it's some insinuation that me and Quinn are somehow wrong, which has never, ever That's been the allowed. case. That's not allowed. <laughs> Unless we acknowledge never... it ourselves because we're trying to grow. But right. but listeners are not allowed to acknowledge our wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, wow. Um, so that's a little weird. Also, Please. Becca and I think we're running a steel trap production over here. Turns out someone leaked the rule book on our watch because... How are they referring to this rule book that we in no way publicize? I didn't even know what the rest of the rules were. I didn't. I made the rules and I didn't even know what the rest of the rules were. I don't know what kind of math oh, wow. they're doing, but crazy. I don't know. 
the end of the day, you're here and Nan's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Um, JK, <laughs> Nan's, getting, Nan's getting her spotlight on um, the social media channels where she is being used as <laughs> the Contemporary Days Aesop's Fable. Um, exactly. Actually, the Contemporary Days Odyssey, because Odysseus's whole thing was being hubristic. And so, um, and so yeah. Okay. But yeah, so Lauren, what has been going on in your life outside of MPJ since that episode happened? Anything you want to catch up your new adoring fans on? Mm, to be honest, it's kind of been a flop of a week. Okay. Um, and that's okay because when there's a flop, there's a redemption. Yes. And mm-hmm. that just tells me that this week is going to be so much better. For every flop, there is an equal op- and opposite slay. Yes. That's the mm-hmm. law of thermoslaislamics. So, um, <laughs> so stay tuned. And mm-hmm. that is all I will say about my flop of week. Okay. Awesome. Love yeah. that so much. I think astrology also agrees with you. It's been tough. Some planets are not aligning this week, but seem, or last week seems to be cleared up though. So... Yeah, I felt that very much as well. I think I think things are, I I've definitely been feeling some resistance in my life as well, um, mm-hmm. and so yeah, Becca, what is going on with you this week? What has been going on since last we spoke to this lovely audience we have? Well, speaking of stuff, today was my first day as official lead cashier. At Ulta Beauty. Oh my God. So officially promoted. And I will say the other lead cashier, I do feel some animosity coming towards me. It's such a below deck situation. Not the workplace drama. I know. I know. And uh, uh, one of my managers pulled me aside recently and was like, just watch out for people who are going to like not like you anymore. And I was like, wow. So oh it's God. like that. So it's like that. And so, and I'm just not a person who <sighs> can really deal with being not liked. I'm trying mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, I do feel myself also just leaning into that, like not liking her. Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah but I, I need to take a step back a little bit and be like wait mm-hmm. maybe maybe this is not coming from a good place um yeah. but basically i just need to do some meditations get some <sighs> evil eyes i feel like literally just in case. but i'm sage the workplace yeah seriously put some extra crystals in my pocket literally for protection I, yeah i don't know if you have advice about this maybe i this is a, co- a real life comment corner where I'm asking you guys, how do I deal with this? Right guy? in. Yeah. <laughs> how does, how does Becca deal with, um, you know, people being rude, nasty even. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I feel like I'm somebody like, I feel like I think that I, I care if people don't like me, but then when it actually comes down to it, I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah. Especially cause in this situation, I know that I am more well respected in yeah, general. Per, you outsold. So period. <laughs> what can I say? So yeah, maybe <laughs> who, who got four bad. people to sign up for a credit card in a single trip? <laughs> Me. Every single freaking day. Zold. <laughs> yeah. Back yeah. at 
Beck is opening new lines of credit every day. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's important to, in life, I don't think it's like, you shouldn't care about anyone's opinion of yourself. I think that's a little bit like extreme. Mm-hmm. I think there are certain people in your life whose opinions are going to be more useful and important than others. Yeah. And that's also going to be something that's affected by time. And so like, obviously being friends with like Becca, I very much like your opinion means a lot to me, Lauren, you're someone I've just met off the street virtually. And so like, you know, we're, we're working towards that in our relationship, but, um, (laughs) it will come, it will come, it will come come. and, um, or it won't. Uh, and so, um, but it's like it's like important to know that like okay do I really care about like what this random girl I work with at the makeup store thinks about me sorry I shouldn't have that was a little misogynistic of me I shouldn't have assumed she was a woman (laughs) I did say she so per okay work 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 okay yeah 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 (laughs) see again no wrong being done Mm -hmm. yeah that's so interesting now yeah so that's kind of like they're, Girls are a little jealous. Just, yep. Yeah. It just, I really feel like I'm just so Kate on below deck right now. Literally. No, because you're just trying to manage to the best of your abilities and people are hating on you for that. Yeah. And, and have a little laugh. Take mm-hmm. a little joke every once in a while. Take the piss a little bit. Exactly. But I yeah. can't with this can't. energy. So there's some people you can piss tight with. There's some people you can't. Exactly. Lauren. This leads me to another question. What is your relationship to Below Deck? Um, it's actually funny. I first heard about it on another podcast. Um, wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> Whoa. Are there other podcasts? <laughs> who's doing it? Who's, who's, who stole our idea? <laughs> um, irrelevant. Okay, I, won't, yeah, I won't send any more followers their way. Yeah, no. They don't need our platform. Thank you. Baby. And... <laughs> You know, they interviewed, and it's escaping me. It was an Australian girl. She seemed very nice, but it was, uh-huh. you know, maybe blonde, perhaps. Um, and I was like, this show seems so interesting. Um, my family does not own the platforms to me to be consuming that media, but okay. I did really, I really took what you said to heart on Blow Deck, and it seems. I, and Quinn, the competition aspect makes it so much better. And I like how they're not the rich people. They're the people working. It's right? Like, Literally. It's like it's like Hell's Kitchen mm-hmm. meets, um, I don't know, Summer House. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, it's very interesting because like Bravo, the network that airs below deck is like also known for like the Housewives franchise, which is like basically mm-hmm. just like, the exact opposite um yeah. in fact housewives have like come on and like be, been like the charter guests um mm-hmm. and it's funny that you say that about like the workers and stuff because i read this like washington examiner which is like a far right like opinion article about below deck and it was this guy who like i probably would not agree with on anything else but talking about how much he like loved below deck because it's about like the working class and like it can give people never more of a it could give you a more of like a relatable like thing to watch than just watching like rich people on television which is the thing we're kind of obsessed is, with yeah that's funny because then bravo also does the meet in the middle of both of those shows millionaire matchmaker where they take yeah. a millionaire and a common person mm. and put them on a date 
That's crazy. I feel like yeah. Patty would be a really good fit on the show. Patty on our podcast? Yeah. I believe so too. <laughs> I've seen half an episode of Millionaire Matchmaker like 10 years ago, but I feel like I got a vibe from her and I'm like, okay. Oh, I used to watch work. it all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. She would, she would definitely, if we asked for some millionaires to be matched with, I think she would do her job. That sounds like well. our next game. <laughs> Patty. Uh, Patty. Come on over. Maybe some cross promotion. <laughs> I'm sure you need it. Um, oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Anyway. Anyways. Um, Quinn, what's been up with you? I'm so glad you asked, Becca. So mm. we filmed that cheeky little game show. And then I had two concerts last week. Um, August, the month we're in now, the fall for Becca. Very much the summer for me. My <laughs> apartment is well over 80 degrees where I come from you today. So um, okay. it does not feel like fall in my apartment. I'm not going to mess with Becca's reality, though, because far be it for me to do something like that. Thank you. But, um, so yeah, August is like my month of like concerts. I have literally two more concerts this month and then I just had two in the past week. And so, um, I saw Muna last Wednesday at Mr. Smalls in Millvale, um, Pennsylvania. And was it in the same room we saw Caroline in? It was in the same room where Becca and I once saw Caroline Polachek which still the most visually arresting concert experience I've ever had. It was so crazy. Caroline Polachek, something she brought is the visuals. Mm -hmm. Like it was an experience and I, I enjoyed it so much as somebody who wasn't even a huge Caroline Polachek fan going into it. I had listened to Pang maybe twice, Mm -hmm. but like she really brought me in with the, and also the choreography mama. You open the door to another door to another door. Yeah, very much that. Um, And so it was the same room where we saw um, the same room where we saw Caroline Polachek. And I also, it was a first for me because it was my first time attending a concert alone. You went alone? Yes. That is so slay. Yeah, literally. Wow. Because all of like Becca and I's friend group, like Silk Chiffon was such a thing in like our friend group. But then mm-hmm. when it came time to buy tickets to the tour, everyone was quiet. I mean, Becca's across the state, so I'm not implicating her in that, but I'm checking up on some of the rest of y'all. Anyway. Dang, if I knew that, I would have definitely <laughs> take off work and come. It, it was an amazing Oops. show. It was such mm-hmm. a good show. Like I was, first of all, so I go, I'm wearing the literal campus outfit I think I've ever worn. You look so good. You look so good. You can go to my TikTok for a little, a little full look book. But mm-hmm. I, and it was, this is, these are some pieces I've been sitting on for a while. I bought these at least a month and a half ago. And I was like, I don't know where I'm going to wear these. For One of them are like, my pants were pink, not mm-hmm. quite hot pink, but like a nice, like, bright like pink. a nice, like, yeah, bright pink. And um, then I wore a little A-line tee, a white A-line tee under. And then I had this little, I don't even know what to call it. It's like a shirt, but kind of a scarf, but kind of, you know, a lot of different things. It was very It was fringy. a poncho. Yeah, it, it was, was very poncho-y poncho. as well. But like, you couldn't just wear this. Like, you couldn't just wear it. No, like, it was yeah. a layer. And mm-hmm. so 
it's funny because like almost everything I was wearing was marketed to like middle-aged women at one point. But I said, you know what? Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to take this for me. You made it your own. I made it my own. And, um, and so, yeah, so I got a lot of compliments on my outfit, which was really nice. Oh, I also was wearing, I have a necklace that says angel and I was buying merch before the show as I'm want to do. I'm actually wearing my Muna made me gay shirt. Thank um, you. <laughs> and the merch girl whose name I believe was Kelsey. I go up to her and I'm, I'm like purchasing the shirts. I'm taking my form of electronic payment out. And she goes, what does your necklace say? And I say, oh, it says angel. And she goes, is that your name? And I say, no, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Or not unfortunately, I really like my name. Um, but then she was like, well, I think you're an angel. And I was like, wow, Kelsey. Um, oh, and so yeah, that was, really be- that was a really beautiful way to start the night. And then there, I'm about to put y'all on their opener was this girl named Jensen McCray who literally walked out. I thought she was like a stagehand or like a technician or something like setting up for the opener. She just walks out and she's just like this like early twenties girl with her little guitar. And she's like, Hey guys, I'm going to play some songs for you. Opens her mouth. Most beautiful voice I may have ever heard in my life. Like live. Think of her. Oh yeah. Wait, I follow her on TikTok. She has such good her she's an amazing lyricist yes um and so i'd never heard of her she has literally one of the best live vocals i've ever heard like a beautiful beautiful voice um yeah and so that was really fun because now i have and i love an opener i love seeing an opener um Mm -hmm. which i'm going to contradict in just a minute but i do love seeing an opener i love learning about the new talent but then muna comes out and it was one of those moments where like, you think you're going to like something. You're like, okay, I bought a ticket to this show. Like, I'm going to enjoy it. But, like, I didn't know just how much, like, it would mean to me mm-hmm. to, like, be there and how fucking fun it was, like, to just, like, be in the audience. Yeah. Like, at one point in the set, spoilers for the set for all of those who don't want to be, you know, spoiled and stuff like that. They did Stay Away from their second album, Saves the World which mm-hmm. is a song I've been bumping to for literal years at this point. And like when they did that song, I was like, I was screaming every word. I was like, ah, uh, and it was just, I, I just, it just had an effect on me that I wasn't even knowing it was going to have. Wow. Yeah. And it was so hot. They were like, they had to like be in the middle of the concert. Like, okay guys, the venue literally put out like buckets of like water like buckets of like ice water and like free cups and stuff and they were like because <laughs> oh they're it was so hot even with like the air conditioning on and they were like so guys we think this is our sweatiest show ever tonight so like please take care of yourselves please take care of each other if people are like in the crowd struggling like let people through all that kind of stuff yeah and yeah but then they were also like okay fuckers dance like they very much <laughs> want us to dance do both also, all three of them were so hot. They're so hot. All three of them as a collective. I don't know if you like I and I think they're all so like they truly have a queer presentation and the, like truly like there's androgyny going on. There's femme, there's mask, all at different mm-hmm. points kind of coexisting. And so I yeah. feel like no matter what like orientation you are, you can't go to a Muna show without being like turned on. 
it was one of the sexiest experiences I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also we need to talk about something Becca always talks about is the fact that she had a connection with Katie Gavin, who is mm-hmm. the lead singer of Muna mm-hmm. when she saw them open for Phoebe Bridgers. Mm-hmm. And I similarly felt like I had a connection with Katie Gavin. Mm-hmm. She Were like, you by the front? I was. I was okay, like a yeah. good, I'm very tall. So I, I imagine I stick out. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was like, I was like right next to the door where you walk in. Gotcha. Like okay. I was kind of over a little bit. I was like, I had a nice view of the stage though. Um, I, I planned to get there earlier than I did because I didn't want to be near the front, but such is life, you know, but I still, was still very close and I still got to see everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Katie Gavin, I don't know if it's that she just has a genesee qua as a performer that makes you feel connected to her as an audience member. That's a possibility, but what I think is even more possible is that she's just drawn to energies like mine and Becca. It's entirely possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I, I similarly I'm, felt very connected to her. Yeah, I'm not surprised that she would be attracted, fall in love with uh-huh. either and both of us. Yeah, yeah. So, so the Moonisode of um, the Moonisode mm-hmm. of MPJ that would be like a dream. But wow. uh, yeah, if we had all of them, um, yeah. but yeah. Also, um, the song "Home by Now" is my favorite song on Moon. I'm ready to come publicly with that. Um, it was, it was just a song that I was listening to a lot. And then when they did it at the concert, I was like, oh, this is like the most fun I've had in a while. Okay. Um, just dancing to it and jumping and, ah, it was a fun show. Wow. And then two days later, who do I see? But Charlie XCX. (sighs) Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For the second time on this tour, because so nice I had to do it twice um did I buy these tickets before I even went and saw the first one that's very possible um but last time I did see Charlie XCX I don't know if we've talked about this on the pod but I did have a sprained ankle yeah and so going to a Charlie XCX show with a sprained ankle you guys is not super fun especially because Charlie likes to yell at her audience jump and that was something I couldn't do um three days after breaking my ankle or not breaking it yeah wait whoa (laughs) (laughs) I never went to a doctor so I think I self-diagnosed myself with the sprain um and so yeah um (laughs) anyways um also when I went in Philly there were people fully like in a k-hole in front of me that's that's like the only thing I can imagine happened yeah like there were people fully incapacitated standing right in front of me like fully stepping on like again not to bring my ankle up for like the third time in like a minute but like they were fully stepping on like my booted foot <laughs> like falling all over people Philly um, concerts are crazy in that way yeah crazy. yeah yeah um and so I was like I was like is this a Charlie XCX fan base thing or is it like a Philly thing I think it was more of a Philly thing I think it was a confluence yeah. of the two factors but it was definitely more of a Philly thing Pittsburgh's a little mm-hmm. bit more reserved polite yeah. conservative even um and so yeah um it was so fun I went with my two friends and they um both also really enjoyed the concert it's fun being at a concert like seeing it again and knowing everything that's gonna happen 
and like being like just like yeah <gasps> okay and then becca this is the other thing i need to tell you also lauren <laughs> literally i counted i counted at least at least at least okay actually i'll let you guess okay so <laughs> i of course we're at a charlie xx show bound to have some crushes in the crowd how many people that i have purported to have a crush on were at the charlie xx show out of the can i ask one question out of the five no even or expand, just... expanding upon the five. Oh my gosh not saying it's more than five but saying that like not it wasn't all the five that becca and i have in our famous crush game lauren you are also encouraged to take a wager four i was gonna say three so so you're both wrong much like last week i counted five crushes oh five crushes five crushes at a single concert was fuel waiter there no not that i know of if he was six all right <laughs> wow including including becca did i ever tell you so spring semester i don't know if it was a fall semester discovery but i'm pretty sure it felt more of like a spring semester thing there was this person i would see around campus and be like oh i'm very attracted to that person and i like kept seeing them and like I figured out like one day I was like in the archives in our library and he worked in like a different section of the library and I was like oh I think you told me this yes so there was this person that I had like a crush on who I would see in public sometimes he was there yes Uh uh-huh 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 and who is he standing with and who is he standing with but two of my now former co-workers Guys, it's actually crazy how crushes really are so much closer to us than we think. Literally, literally. Oh, and they post, one of them posts an Instagram post the next day about the concert. Who's tagged in it? But the crush. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. The, like, oh my yeah. God. The Oh my God. <laughs> it makes me so much more mad. I, I I just have a whole thing about crushes now because of how terrible our crush game went. I don't know. Yeah, especially Becca's side of the crush game. But one day we will tell the tale. Once the NDAs are expired <laughs> and we can talk freely about some things going on in our lives, yeah. Becca mm-hmm. and I will tell the story of the crush game. And let me tell you all, it is a harrowing tale. I was not even for me just on Becca's end really like (laughs) no you were doing great I did pretty good I I feel I I it could not have gone worse I believe I don't think you even I don't think you failed I think it I think there were just universal factors setting you up to lose fate just absolutely had it out for me yeah yeah um and so Mm. yeah that's what happens yeah there were at least five crushes at the Charlie concert I didn't see all of them but I knew they were all there in terms of who I saw, three. In terms of who I like physically saw, that was three people. But okay. I knew two other ones were present, scampering about. But yeah, wow. that was kind of the most. Those were the more interesting things that happened to me this week. You're such a concert girl. 
I know. I am becoming more of a concert girl. I also did try to wear ear protection because that's something I'm trying to be more cognizant of, but mm. I really ditched it like right as soon as Muna came on and then did not bring them to the Charlie show. Yeah, it's annoying and it's just not worth it's it. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Unless the room is really small, like, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. You know, gotta die sometime, right? Yeah. What I learned you- ASL for, if not to lose my hearing later in life. Exactly. I'm ready. I'm uniquely situated to lose my hearing <laughs> later in life. I'm so ready. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, doctors okay. say I probably will. <laughs> Doctor says. <laughs> oh my god Dr. Tommy yeah <laughs> I have bad Sage. hearing anyway oh no but yeah anything else we want to catch the audience up on my fellow podcastresses mm. Mm. no no <laughs> no okay no. <laughs> um what is it uh America has a problem no um no. But yeah, so with that being said, we're nice and caught up. And so mm-hmm. we are going to throw to just a cheeky little break. And then we will be back to get into our seg or our oh our topic for today's episode. Yep. Guys, I'm scared. <gasps> oh my god. And, and we're back. We're back. So this week's topic is something unfortunately near and dear to all our hearts because of the society and economy we live in. Mm-hmm. And that is the concept of jobs, having yeah. a job where you go to work and hopefully get compensated fairly. Usually that is not the case. We'll be talking about all of that. So I am very curious to know what everyone's job was and how old you were when you secured it i don't count babysitting or dog sitting as a job i'm Let glad you just... brought that i'm glad you brought that up because okay. i didn't want that to count either i think it's a good think... yeah. wow. it's just not real to me Mm-mm. you wow. don't clock in or out was was that going to be your answer quinn i mean well it was going to be part of my answer because that was kind of like the first thing I did for like money as dog sit. Okay. So Lauren, we'll start with you <laughs> as the guest. Yeah. Tell what us a little bit about job? your first job. Um, so I guess my first real job. Um, mm-hmm. So I was going into 10th grade and, you know, I did a lot of community theater, like uh-huh. in middle school and like the beginning of high school. Mm-hmm. And there were a few of these girls who worked at this princess party company where they would dress up as princesses and go and sing. And I was like, I needed to have that job. So I got a contact from one of the girls I was friends with and I auditioned and pretty loose audition. I'm not going to okay. lie. That was my I next got, question. I, was, I got the gig. She said, <laughs> I'm like, what's the process? <laughs> Oh my gosh. She said, so I sang a few songs and she was like, okay, great. Um, do you think you could wax your eyebrows in the most loving way possible? They look fine now for the visual 
um, the visual audience right now. Mm-hmm. My eyebrows are pretty thick and beautiful. Lauren does have beautiful mm-hmm. eyebrows. They Very used nice. to be twice as thick. Oh, okay. Like, okay. they were really, they look like I filled them in a la 2016. Oh, yeah. But okay. I didn't, but I didn't fill them in. So mm-hmm. they were just like um, that. And it was getting to the point in my life where like I was getting my eyebrows waxed. I just wasn't getting them thinned. Um, and just like that, I got the job and Mm. I've actually once in a while, like I will still do parties, um, for Mm -hmm. this company. Um, they're really fun. You know, they're anywhere from like a half an hour to an hour and a half. I go, I get dressed up. I go, I sing, I take pictures. Um, I'm also quite the comedian. Um, when I'm doing these parties, um, the last party I was in, they were like, I was playing and they were like, um, oh, sorry if that's copyrighted. You can take that out. Um, (laughs) girl in yellow dress. Um, I was a, a, um, bookish princess in a yellow dress and they were like, how'd you get here? And I was like, oh, well, I took a plane to New Jersey and then I took a bus and then um, I walked down the block. And I just like to do fun things like that. Like I say absurd things. <laughs> like um, to pull their chain a little. Just to pull their chain a little. It's become mm-hmm. more of a show for the adults now. I feel like I'm a little older. Like I'm more concerned with making the adults laugh. Than- Especially because that's who's giving tips at the end of the party. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, she's yeah. thinking like a below decker and you're a savvy businesswoman. no you don't yeah. you don't fucking care about the flop ass guests you care about the primary mm-hmm. that's what you got to focus on you don't care about the little kids because mm-hmm. they have no money they're peeing themselves the book girl with the pretty dress is at the party but their <laughs> parents are the ones <laughs> yeah who are i was know, gonna say do you bucks. always do you always play the same princess or do you, is it different? Um, I play, I play a little bit of a range and mm-hmm. okay. um, I think that's um, as much as my lawyers will let me say. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Keep I've definitely safe. seen you, the girl with the bob and all the roommates. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> all the roommates. Uh, you know how when you're like a, princess at disney that you have to say like oh i'm friends with the one who does this yeah like, you're literally never allowed to say yeah which that is, to me is crazy. Yeah. no i think wait not even at like, disney yeah when you work at disney you can't say like you can post which i think the crazy part is you can post as many pictures as you want of yourself in the costume you just have to mm-hmm. say look how great my friend Cinderella looks today. Or I love taking pictures of my friend Cinderella. Yeah. And like, if someone asks what you do, you can be like, I'm friends with this Disney character. Oh, but they refer to them by name, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess so. But we're not for copyright reasons. This is going back yeah. into the Disney bounding conversation that made me a little uncomfortable the first time we had it, to be honest. Right. Oh my God. We need to stop. Also, my family has a complicated history with the Walt Disney Corporation. I know. I don't want them on on your case. They came from my family. They came from my family. And that's all I have to say about that. They came from my blood. Well, (laughs) your blood came from them first, to be honest. 
first strike first strike um yeah. so yeah wow. oh my god that is a lauren, really fun first job yeah that is really fun and lauren i must tell you guys i know we've i know we've had our fun but it's time for me to reveal the fact that lauren and i are actually good friends in real life um what yeah it's true it's true it's true you guys um, didn't tell me that <laughs> yeah it is true it is true that lauren and i have a little bit of a prior relationship we've just been pulling your guys's leg a little bit um mm. i'm sure you couldn't tell at all but um lauren is like the very perfect person to play a disney princess at your children's parties mm-hmm. I'm thinking- wait I'm can i ask can i ask them about the tipping situation yeah like would you always get tipped was it like suggested was it I think they just like they always kind of I would say most people do like they're just Mm. like throw me a 20 because they have no idea Uh. how much I get paid I honestly get paid I probably get paid a little more than they think I get paid oh Um, yeah because I get paid like a flat rate like for a party and then no matter how long it is too it could be like 30 minutes it could be an hour and a half but like I get paid at that rate um and then sometimes more if I have to drive myself um and then they'll tip like 20 usually it's usually it's 20 and you know the people who are getting princesses like at their child's birthday party are you know middle class like Mm -hmm. upper middle class so they have some change they got some extra dollars Mm-hmm. drive yourself like the alternative is that the company drives you the pumpkin yeah so <laughs> the carriage sorry well especially when I first started out I didn't have my license so oh. um, my boss also does like amazing like face paint work um oh. she's quite talented in that regard so sometimes she'll go um and set up like the arts and crafts if there is usually if it's an hour and a half party she's there doing face painting anyway so she'll be there mm. setting up um and then she'll drive like if we're both going but gotcha if it's not stop shop yeah if not it's just me and my mini cooper and like a huge dress and it's funny if you see it at the stoplight That's awesome. yeah hilarious mm-hmm. wow oh my gosh that's really so fun. Interesting. It's a fun first job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So fun. Rebecca. Mm, yeah. What was, I believe we've talked about this. I don't know if it made like the actual podcast, but I believe we've talked about your first job in the context yeah. of this podcast before. I think we did because, yeah, because I think I brought up how I, a, a curse was put on me that led to my chronic illness. Um. <laughs> And that is, I worked at, and I'll say the name, I worked at Core Life, a salad eatery. Also, me with, who has such, I'm so sensitive to like food being gross. Like Mm. I I get gross out so easily. Yeah. Working in food was terrible choice for me. (laughs) I did it for so long too. Yeah, that sucked. It, oh my God. Um, something I'll say about core life. I did. I liked working with another Lauren. We know my best friend from home, Lauren, we did work there at the same Mm -hmm. time. She worked there for like two years and I only was like there for four months. Um, Mm -hmm. but working with her was really fun. And Mm -hmm. also I still still have, I do still, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) 
Oh, God. Lyric is a boy from Albania who works there and became such a quick friend. Um, and this sounds fake, but his best friend's name, who also worked there with us, names was Mar. So Lyric and Mar were... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Both the kids, they were just always hanging out at Core Life and they worked so hard. They get don't get paid enough. I think mm-hmm. you only make like eight dollars there. Yeah. So not great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was it was fun, but it was also terrible and kind of miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Lauren and Becca both had their like jobs in the state of Pennsylvania, which if you guys don't know. <laughs> still a 725 minimum wage is delaware Um, different i yes i believe so oh i my first job my first job will have a little bit of a caveat with that i couldn't tell you what delaware's minimum wage is but i am i'm very sure it's higher than pennsylvania's i would believe it interesting yeah so that was not enough money um so was it kind of like your typical salad place where it's like a bar and you're you're like you're either like the spinach girl or like you're like the the girl who does like the add-ins you know you're putting like a carrot a diced um onion even um yes, it's like chipotle of salads but mm-hmm. usually because of the shift time i was working which was like after school time tonight um usually there wasn't enough of us so i'd have to make the whole salad so stressful on me but something that was nice that honestly is crazy now that I think about it Mm -hmm. I never had to learn what was in each salad because there was the recipes right in front of me the whole time yeah I always wonder I I never learned but and then when I got to Starbucks eventually I was like y'all just know everything in your head that's crazy because I had been so used to having it right in front of me. Mm. That's um, interesting. Yeah, but it made for worse. I don't know. I think it's better when you know it. Yeah, because then you can put your okay. like, heart into it and your finesse on exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. And make the salad experience great for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Also, something about that place is I was never trained. And one time, I think I brought this up. Um, Someone was like, hey, can you ring this person out? And I had ne- didn't know how to use, I'd never used a cash register before. So I <laughs> charged really? a man like $5,000 for a salad. And I was like, and you're and, joking. No. And I was like, and so it'll be $5,000. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, just take the salad because I don't know what to do. And then I had to be like, yeah, I don't know how to use it. And I told you that. So I let him walk away. <laughs> It's terrible. Oh my god! Teen- you should not put teenage girls in a position. No, literally. But when I tell you I don't know how to do something, I was like, I really can't. Baby, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Also, goodness. at that job. Okay, really quick. There was a girl that worked there that I thought. <laughs> oh, this is bad. I don't even know if you should put this in. I thought that she. I thought she was, she had some mental disability. And then I find out that our manager knocked her up. And I was like, guys, this is really bad. (laughs) And then someone told me, no, she's just, she's normal. Normal. 
she doesn't have <laughs> any. doesn't have anything diagnosable <laughs> yeah yeah and I was like oh wow but for a second I was like oh there's some bad stuff going on in this I don't know Managers like there's are... something dark-sided yeah <laughs> but oh, so that wow. yeah Weird yeah place. oh my Weird goodness place. yeah also the the like big manager would sometimes come in mm-hmm. and he had he had something special for me because one time I was on my break like in the <laughs> in the restaurant part and he sat down with me and he was like so do you know what a libertarian is <laughs> and I was like yeah and he was like yeah that's what I am I think we should be legal um and you know I'm so glad to see young people like you out working and then he was like because when I was young I had a job (laughs) he said to me quote but the Puerto Ricans took it (laughs) it's not crazy (laughs) to say to a teenage girl when you're 45 I'm I'm disappointed but not surprised I, I just don't even I just don't even no, and people, it's so weird when people just come up to you and say the most, like, one of the more Random bigoted things thing. you've ever heard in your life. And they Literally. just think you'll, like, be okay with that. Yeah, but I was like, okay, he is a libertarian. Yeah. So oh, wow. It oh, tracks. Wow. Yeah, but I was just like. When he said people like you, I was like, okay, gay yeah. conservative maybe. <laughs> and then he like, no, he just meant white yeah he did. oh my god gay conservative <laughs> oh it's happening it's happening yeah. Ha- wow um yeah, yeah but that was wow. my first job yeah yeah um but yeah so quinn what was your first job also how old were you when you got it my first job i so so we established that dog sitting does not count as real labor and so um that was kind of how I made some like money on the side during high school but I did not have a job during high school proper because as we kind of established in the episode I was very much an overachiever in high school I still am but um I was I was much more an overachiever in high school and so I literally I like didn't have time for a job between um theater because I would have rehearsal every day after school for like two hours and then literally, like, when I got home, I was just doing homework the whole night. Like, I just remember, like, every, like, weeknight in high school doing homework, like, every night. Homework took forever. I know. I know. Yeah, it was just, yeah. And, yeah. And so I didn't have time to, like, have a job. And luckily, I didn't, like, um, super feel like like I needed one. Um, and so, yeah, I did. Um it's funny because like now that everybody's talking about like gas prices and stuff with inflation, I used to be like, I used to be like, I used to hate paying for gas. Like it used to be my least favorite thing. Cause like uh, once I started driving, I like, paid for my own gas and stuff. And so I would like find which places had the cheap gas. I was shopping the deals. Like if gas went up like 20 cents, I'd be like, Oh my God, what is coming? Like what is happening? And now gas is like much more than whenever I was driving. And I'm just like, what <laughs> Uh, I just fill my tank every once in a blue moon now so I'm like who cares um Mm -hmm. and uh so yeah 
But my first job was I got the summer after I start or the summer after I graduated high school. And so it was a summer job. It was very interesting though. It, it was kind of a job. It kind of wasn't. It was kind of a job, kind of volunteer. I worked for AmeriCorps, which if you don't know, is like the Peace Corps, but less imperialist and that they only do stuff in America. (laughs) Uh. And so it was established in the nineties to like, you know, um, send like a young, like a younger core of people out to like help with various projects. They run a bunch of different projects and stuff, but there was an amazing um, nonprofit in the city of Wilmington where I was born and where I went to high school um, called Summer Collab. And their whole thing as a nonprofit was closing the summer learning gap for low-income students. Um, And so if you don't know, like obviously higher income students across like education have much better chance than lower income students. And that's especially pronounced during the summer because, you know, higher income students have um, uh, more regularly have like their parents in the home who are big providers of knowledge to them, especially when teachers aren't around. Um, They also have better access to like books and other things where they can like you know, read and grow their syntax and vocabulary and all that kind of stuff during those summer months. And so what ends up happening is that um, lower income students tend to really fall behind during those summer months. And so Summer Collab as an organization was just trying to reduce that gap that starts to occur. So I was in what was called their literacy core. And so basically I was like a tutor for kids at a site and we um, we're there for like 12 weeks, like a whole summer. It was a, it was like a dead ass full-time job. Like I got there at seven 30 and left at like three 30. Um, and yeah, I would, I would like help kids with their literacy basically. And, um, it was really, it was a really cool experience. Um, I obviously, since it was, since I was working for a nonprofit, I did not get paid very well. I got, I didn't get a like salary or not. I didn't get paid hourly. I got a stipend. And Mm. so I believe for each of the three months I worked there, I got about $700 a month basically. Um, which was like a lot of money to me, especially because like, I didn't have to pay my own rent and yet. Um, and I didn't like basically what I had to pay for was like gas and like food and all that kind of stuff. And so it was a lot of money for me. Um, and then I also had won an education award um so yeah so I believe like over the summer like between what I was paid and the education award it was about $4,500 and I had to do as a part of the program 450 hours of community service over the summer um and so yeah so it was about $10 an hour but not really um and so yeah but it was super fun I actually um well actually there's a lot of different parts to it so I missed like the whole training because that was when I went on my trip to Ireland. Um, so I missed the part where they actually taught us like about language and stuff. And like, they were like, they gave us all the useful information being like, okay, so here's how you explain this to kids. How you, here's how you like break it down. I missed that whole part. I can't believe they <laughs> let you do it without getting the training. Yeah. And so then when it came to actually like being on site, I was really shooting from the hip. Um, <laughs> Who's to say? I was just using my strong written and oral communication skills and trying to help these kids. Um, And so, yeah, it was really, it was also really fun because you got placed on like a site. So there were about 20 of us working in the program. 
and we would be on different site teams at like, or no, there were probably about 40 of us actually. And we were on sites at like 10 different places. And so there were any, there was anywhere from like two to like five of us working in a particular site. And so we had a bigger site. So there were five people at mine and it was like, it was fully like we were in the trenches together and like, we became like the five of us became like super close over that summer because we were just like, so much of it because of like it's a nonprofit, it's understaffed it's underfunded all this kind of stuff it's serving low-income communities we were really like making a lot of shit up and we were just like it, it is crazy how much responsibility they gave to 18 to 20 year olds to be like okay guys um here <laughs> teach the youth of america yeah, you have to you have to administer like a full standardized mm-hmm. test to these kids to figure out where they are um in terms of their literacy journey, then you have to design curriculum for them every week. Um, and then oh you God. have to like, you have to get the materials, you have to do all this stuff, you have to coordinate all of it. It was like, it was crazy the amount of work we were doing. Um, wow. And so, yeah, but it, it was super rewarding, obviously. I, I, so basically what we would do is we would pull, after we did all like the testing and stuff, we started pulling like little groups And so we would pull like my groups, one of them were rising kindergartners, which I don't even think we're supposed to be in our program, but I don't know, couldn't hurt. (laughs) And then our, uh, my other group was rising first graders and then I had rising fifth graders. So those were like my three Mm. groups. Um, and so, yeah, um, they were all super fun. It was obviously like a lot like working with children, but I actually figured out I like I'm like kind of good with children. Um, mm-hmm. It was, yeah, it was super fun. Um, at least the memories I think back, like there were some, obviously some tense moments, kids throwing tantrums, yeah, some like crazy behavioral issues. Um, but it was kind of crazy because like, like I remember there was this one girl I worked it with who like she came in and she was like, she was like, it was so hard to get her to pay attention to anything. Like, I remember the first day she came in she had like one of those weird like or not burritos Doritos um but like the rolled Doritos not Takis but like knockoff Takis made by Doritos okay okay. it's like 10 o'clock in the morning and she's like eating those like and she has it like all over her hands and she's like doing all this stuff and like trying to like eat it while I'm like and I'm like okay and it's like hard to get her to sit still all this stuff we are the daughters hot cheeto girls that you couldn't you could not burn yeah yeah and so she was giving very much that um and like that like my i remember my first meeting with her being like oh my god like i don't know how i'm gonna do it she's crazy yeah especially because the first time i had her with a, like a bigger group mm-hmm. and so you you quickly learned that like some kids could handle being in a group and some kids couldn't like you had to coach some kids individually yeah and she was one of the ones I ended up having to pull individually, which of course is like hard because then they're like, okay, why can't I go with my friend? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, you're like a different, anyway, it's hard to explain that to like a literal six-year-old. You're and different. You're different. Um, <laughs> but literally by like the time we like ended like the summer, she listened to me. She like trusted me. She had like, Aww. like we had like a good little relationship. Like it was just so, like, it was just, it was, it was a really powerful experience. Like understanding how you could like build trust with these kids um and like 
you know, as long as you invest in them and stuff, because also something that was like really disappointing about working there is like some of the people who worked not for like our organization, but worked on like the actual site because it was like a summer camp that was kind of like summer school, but like, I don't know, it was like this very interesting thing, but it's so that kids have a place to go while their parents work during the day, basically. And so like, it would be like, it's interesting how many people are working in education who like have either fallen out of love with like teaching um, or mm-hmm. like, you know, don't really have like lost the plot a little bit. Um, and so, yeah. yeah, so it was disappointing to see some of the attitudes and stuff, but like it made it nice for us because we were like all fresh faced and we were really like willing to like invest in the kids and stuff. And so they definitely reciprocated that. That's cool. Yeah. So wow. it was a really cool experience, but something else I will also share about that is soon after I get back from vacation, only like a week after me and my high school boyfriend, who also took the same job over that summer. So we were coworkers as well now. Literally a day we had like this big um, organization wide training that was held at our high school. Actually, we have this big organization wide training held at our high school and we had like a big training this one day. And then we went to our friend's grad party. And on the way back from our friend's grad party, we ended up like breaking up like in the car. Um, Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. obviously after that, I went a little not so crazy out. And literally anybody at our job, anybody at our job who would listen, I was telling our business to. (laughs) I was, I I had a mission to turn our whole work systematically against my (laughs) ex-boyfriend. And it's something, it's truly like, if I ever regretted something in my life, it would be like this period and the actions I took during it. But it was like, I went scorched fucking earth. Like it was crazy. Sometimes you have to, I don't blame you. Mm -hmm. I don't blame you. Yeah. I used to, um, I just remember that in high school, we had this program where people in higher levels of language classes could go and teach at the elementary schools like a couple of times a week. I forgot that I did that. And at the end, you get a teacher review. And mine was, mine was fine. But the girl that I taught with, hers was terrible. And I felt bad because she did so much better than me. And she like wanted to be a teacher. But for some reason, like, I don't know if the teacher who was like, I don't know, reviewing us or whatever, like messed up our names or something. But I was like, oh girl, like, I don't know why that happened to you. But cause I didn't really like the kids and didn't really try to connect with them. Um, I just wanted to kind of leave school early. <laughs> I will say that much. Oh my God. Cause some kids are annoying and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. They were all annoying. Kids you don't... Were there any kids I like didn't oh, like? Yeah. I forgot. I forgot, but yeah. Like, I just feel like I shouldn't have to explain to you to stop stop jumping up and down out of your chair. <laughs> I'm just going to give you the silent treatment after that. Kids are just like people in that like there are some you like, some you don't, and it's okay. Yeah. And again, I don't blame myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure, Lauren, you've encountered many a- annoying children at your job, your princess job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any like interesting stories of like something that happened at like your princess job or any of your other jobs? Um, 
or like specifically with kids or like outside of that? Uh, well, I feel like I only work with kids. <laughs> like that's like, that's a big theme. That's a big theme with me. I do like kids, but I also like giving it back to kids. If oh, it's so they, fun. Oh, it's so fun. If they need it. Like nice. I, there's like Princess Party Lauren, who's like, like very, you know, calm and understanding and very patient. Mm -hmm. But when I'm like tennis instructor Lauren, I wow. am, I'm like, friendly. I asked you four times to pick up the tennis balls. I am calling your parents after tennis and you will not be able to sit. You will sit for the rest, like, and, and Brinley is just like eight, but she's like pissing <laughs> me off today. You know what I mean? Wow. That's awesome. Like, I really like, I really give it to them. I really give it to them. Oh, and I'm sure um, they deserve it. I love that. Oh my God. No, but they, they do. Like, I just like go, like, I just like, just am constantly just like screaming at them. And mm. I love it. Like, I love I love how I get to like scream at kids, like, and no one's <laughs> stopping me. Like, that's amazing. Oh my God, Lauren. Wow. Okay, so I guess talk about being a tennis instructor. How'd you get involved with yeah, that? Yeah, what is that? What? Who are you teaching to play tennis? Um, great question, guys. So my mother, is um a test instructor you know she came to this country to oh. be a tennis instructor she's originally from south africa but she, she came yeah, over when she was like oh. 26 oh yeah oh. there's actually um there's actually a lot of south african tennis instructors that come over like i know like in my in our area alone like i know like 10 different like 10 different people in the same boat oh wow i should pick up tennis again that's crazy you mean a nice south african yeah or a mean south african the way lauren's talking about her pedagogy when it comes to <laughs> tennis instruction <laughs> yeah so i guess it was um a, a bit of nepotism because Okay. Um, you know, I work for my mom. I've worked for her. I would say like my like summer going into junior year ever since then. Um I've been teaching. I really just like to teach the little kids. I'm not big on technique. I like to play, but I like to play for fun. I'm not really interested in making the kids better. I just like to mm -hmm. you know, I like to feed, I like to have fun. Um <laughs> as long as I'm having fun, of course. Mm -hmm. um and that's what it's well, about ultimately at, I, yeah and I work I work at a country club so I think that's why I feel so justified yelling at these kids because I know they have um a much better life than I ever <laughs> you need to expose they them are so, <laughs> they, they have you know some of these kids have never been told like it is is and I think that as well as teaching them tennis like I'm teaching them valuable life lessons like along the yeah way. I believe wow. at some point during your development you have to be told you're bad at something like to your face whether that's true yeah, or oh not. my gosh that's my that's, I also 
do that as well. Like the kids I like, the kids I don't like. I think it's funnier when I tell the kids I don't like that they're bad at tennis. I'm like, like, like Caroline, you are not good enough to be talking to me like that. Like, oh my god, you so are the bully funny. they need. And they you're, just- the, you're the Abby Lee Miller of, <laughs> of tennis of the country <laughs> club. Oh yeah. my gosh. But they, I, like, but like, they, like, I think they respect that. I think they respect that. Like Georgia. I, I, I push them back. That's awesome. No, like actually. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. That. Okay. Wow. So Becca, any, mm. any crazy stories from your employment history that you would like to share at this point? There's so many. I um, I will tell the little story of when I was working at Starbucks and it was in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Get a lot of crazy clientele there. I know Molly told her jump scare last week about and the I have another javelin. I have another story about a Starbucks I was oh, in this yeah. week in Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, well, one time a man came in probably at five five forty five a.m. Uh huh. Um, which is 15 minutes after the store opens. And I was in there and one other person manager was in there with me. And a man starts unpacking a suitcase on the other side of the wall in the cafe. And he's, it sounds like he's building maybe a car. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) With the noises that we're hearing. Imagine just literally... It was the smallest suitcase ever. And we just start hearing metal clanking, rearing, like, and I was like, what could be happening? But we were both too scared to go over and look. Then I don't see, I don't, then I, the sound stop and I don't see him for probably two hours. Then I go to piss on my fucking break. What's in the bathroom, but the women's bathroom, but his suitcase. (laughs) And I was almost tempted to steal it but I was like this very well could be a bomb (laughs) um but I decided not to let anyone know (laughs) someone else also found it though and said something (laughs) I was too scared oh wait that also reminds me okay so separate from this because I don't know whatever happened with the suitcase or the man um or what those noises were also one time unsolved mysteries (laughs) someone wasn't very who was kind of new was doing something with the cold brew changing a keg or whatever and suddenly everyone starts like all of my coworkers. there's like eight of us on the floor we're all like oh it smells so bad and dear heads kind of hurt and I'm like guys we should check the gas right now and what do I go no. and see but the, there was a gas leak so I go <laughs> and we plug it back in and I was like I think it'll dissipate <laughs> So we were all brink of probably poisoning um, ourselves and our customers. Oh my God. (laughs) And instead of like clearing it out, I was like, I think we can continue to sell the coffee. Oh, wow. And we did. But yeah, so that, that was, those things happened a lot at that Starbucks. But Quinn, what was your Starbucks story? A Starbucks in a, a urban center is just, it, it's just everything. It's just it's, anything it's could happen. Right. Truly anything could happen. 
Yeah. I was in Starbucks last week editing this very show. The podcast you all listened to last week with your ears. I was in a Starbucks tiddling with it on my little computer. Um, And so I walk in and I like to sit in like a comfortable chair. I love like a nice little padded cushy chair. And so this Starbucks that I walked into, it was not the one that Becca worked at. It's about um, four blocks up from the one Becca worked at, but we have two in like the neighborhood our university is in, um, which Lauren also attends. Um, And so we, um, so I go and I had mobile ordered because something about me, I stay mobile ordering. Um, you do, you do. And I stay mobile ordering and um, I like, I look and I don't know, I don't know how proper this is, but I did profile a person sitting in that section of like the restaurant as like homeless. And so I was like, okay, okay. So I still decide to like sit there and stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not one of those people who's like, I'm going to get jumped or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I get my drink and then I go back over there and I sit um, and he's like on the other side of me. And I noticed before I sit down that he's enjoying like French fries. And so I'm like, per, I like French fries too. Yeah. And so the first thing that happens is the French fries just kind of like hit the floor next to me and like a couple of like stray fries, like go other places. So the man behind me threw the French fries, obviously, but not in a way where I think he was like mad or anything, but just in a way where he's like, oh, I'm done with this. <laughs> Oof. And he thought that was like an appropriate way. To discard them. To dispose of them, yeah, exactly. And then I'm, I'm like editing a little podcast, you know, somebody's getting a question wrong. And I hear like, click, 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 click. And I'm like, does that sound like, no. No, it can't be what I think it is, right? Like, it's like, click, 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 click. I'm like, no, that's not what that is. Um, And then about two minutes later, I smell something. And by that point, I'm like, no, I was right. And the man was lighting a cigarette behind me in a, in a store, like in a full wow. store. Like, it's 1995. <laughs> <laughs> he is smoking inside a coffee shop. Like, just wow. at the clicking was a lighter, which I thought, which I properly thought it was because I know what the sound of lighter makes as a pyromaniac um mm. and I smelled it and I was like okay and so he's literally smoking a cigarette five feet behind me and we're in an enclosed space and so at that point I'm like okay I'm gonna get up and move um but something about me is that I'm not a narc especially when it comes to like a homeless person like I'm not gonna be like I thought yeah. it was a little weird the workers weren't like doing anything about it but like I'm not gonna like go up and be like someone's smoking in here like no sorry um and apparently another person in the section wasn't either because I stood up and there's this lady behind the man who's smoking a cigarette (laughs) and instead of like getting up and walking away she has like a piece of like paper of white paper I'm going to do a visual for the podcast much like this and she's just going like this (laughs) <laughs> like airing like trying to airing, get it away from her like literally like just ventilating it out like not even like getting up and being like can you stop like just like behind him like wow that's crazy and I wanted to laugh so hard because I'm like <laughs> of all the solutions of all the actions you could take to like rectify this this is like the one you're gonna and she's like clearly doing something like she has her laptop out she's like she's like trying to do something and I'm like so you're gonna <laughs> it was so Wait. funny and absurd to me 
And so he's just smoking. I'm like, why aren't the workers doing anything about this? And then I walk like over to where the workers are and you can't even smell the cigarette. And so I'm like, oh. And so, yeah, there's just a man fully smoking a cigarette in a Starbucks. Honestly, I kind of wish it, that's the way it was. <laughs> Star- Starbucks and cigarettes because people smoke right outside all the time. Yeah. The aesthetics just match up, I guess. Yeah. And when it comes in, you're like, oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Very nice. Wow. And so well, I guess now the time has come for Lauren and I to reveal that beyond being friends in real life, wow. we were also co-workers for a long mm. time. OMG. It's true. <laughs> yes, Lauren and I were employed by the same people, um, which I've talked about a little bit about on the pod, but Lauren, do you want to talk, do you want to give a little background on what our job was like? Oh my gosh, I would love to. So um, as Quinn's talking about maybe one too many times, we were, um, well, I still am. (laughs) I still am. Quinn is is formally. Um, As of Friday. (laughs) As of Friday. Today, um college, college tour guides mm-hmm. um as we say give tours change lives that's our slogan um, baby yeah really second- <laughs> i never told you that that's crazy that give they tours, make that change claim lives, baby change tours give lives that was the other thing mm-hmm. we would say okay yeah. we were feeling yeah. a little silly we <laughs> we were so silly we are the most annoying group of people on that campus that you will yeah, on campus or that you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of low-key, like kind of elitist, but in the best. <laughs> no, I'm very curious to hear what you're. No, because I remember like I wanted to be a Pathfinder because I heard Pathfinders were the best group on campus. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, well, I am. I deserve to be in that group and, and I want the rugby we get we get a rugby it's like it's an iconic rugby on our campus mm-hmm. um and you just like oh there goes the pathfinder like you, yeah it's like a celebrity sighting almost so uh-huh yeah and so apparently also our tour guide organization is like a nationally recognized like college tour guide organization like we like our our stuff is like we we are put through a very serious process oh yeah i think a very common a very common thing among new new pathfinders is the recurring nightmare of being over five minutes late Uh Um, if you're over 15 minutes late to anything it could be a meeting it could be a shadowing um and you're a new hire you are fired on the spot Mm -hmm. whoa yeah. So it is it is very intense and that's why it's ranked so high because like you have to be very serious about it. You have to memorize three hour long tours. Mm-hmm. Um you know. Yeah, so basically like the process Lauren and I went through. Lauren went through it literally our first semester of college. Um, because Lauren and I were in the same year. Um, but I graduated a little early, so um don't worry, Lauren's not, you know, Lauren's doing amazing in her own right. Um, but yeah, Lauren started before me and you basically t- you basically sign up for an extra class you don't get credit for. 
you do get paid for it, but, um, and so, um, it's basically like an extra class. You have meetings, like you have two hour meetings once every week where you have like training, you take quizzes. You also have to do like evaluations for the different tours. And so basically you like learn all the information about the tours and then you take a quiz on the information on that tour. And then you have to rehearse the tour like on your own time. And then you get like evaluated on it being like, can you give the tour? Also, you can only fail one evaluation during your new hire semester. And so you only have one chance to like mess up basically across all three evals. So like if you fail your first eval, you have to be perfect throughout the rest of it. It's not oh, wow. for the week. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a whole system of points. Like the whole, like the other, like the main thing about the organization is be on time like they for whatever reason they are super militant about people being on time and so and on time means 15 minutes early because like if you're giving a 12 o'clock tour you actually have to be there at 11 45 mm-hmm. um and that's mm-hmm. like actually when your tour starts or not when your tour starts but like it could be when your tour starts depending on you know people showing up and all that kind of stuff and there's a lot that goes into it but um yeah and so Hmm. like Lauren said depending on your so like as like a seasoned tour guide like you make it through your training semester you can accumulate 30 they're called disciplinary points Mm -hmm. you can accumulate 30 points throughout your whole time as like a pathfinder and there are ways to like work them off and stuff but if you hit 30 you get dismissed um or fired (laughs) um and when you're a new hire, like Lauren said, so during your first semester, you only have 10 points. And so if you're, if you're 15 minutes late to something, you're done. That's like if you 10 wake up, points? Yeah. It's 15. Fif- it's 15 points. Oh my God. Oh my God. I was like 30 points. That's so much, but I guess I didn't realize that it was 15 so five, points. So five minutes late is five points. Well, I believe five minutes late first time you get a warning. That's only for old heads. I don't even think that's a thing for new hires. Mm-hmm. So it mm. also, also we're making it sound a little hard, but it kind of depends on who catches you when. And, oh. you know, uh, like any job, like any, any rules, there are exceptions. Sometimes the rules get applied a little inequitably. <laughs> um, mm. Sometimes people get in trouble for things other people don't get in trouble for them's the breaks um and so so five minutes late I believe initially it's a warning but then after your first time it's five points um 10 minutes late 10 points um 15 minutes late 15 points yeah and so about it on a podcast 25 points literally yes that's right (laughs) be careful guys and then also like contractual violations so if you wear the wrong thing like if you wear the wrong thing, like to show up to like your tour slot or whatever, um, you get points for that. Um, mm. wow. Like that's 10 points. Yeah. I will it was say like- I played against a bunch of pathfinders in intramural, intramural volleyball. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. I've been to pathfinder volleyball. I think they did beat us and my team. Really? So really? I, ha- I have nothing bad to say at the moment. We're famously very bad at intramural volleyball. Yeah. It seems like Although everyone was really to. positive though. Yeah. And they, I played music and they liked it. So 
Yeah. yeah. Nothing bad to say. Yeah. The game I went to, we won, even though I was so high. I got very high before I went. Um, <laughs> oh, and so I was yeah. playing volleyball high, which I haven't played volleyball since literally the seventh grade. Um, and I was doing like so bad. And there were like three or four like straight white men on my team. And so they take sports very seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I was like so scared. I'm like, they like all hate me now. And then near the end of the game, I was like so bad. I did not make a serve over the net until like the third set or something. Oh, babe. And then Dang. literally mm-hmm. I just sent one right over and they were not ready for it. And so I literally like aced it. I was like, Slay. I was like, y'all can't take me right now. <laughs> like it took me a little while to warm up, but once I got there, I got a couple points for the team and we did end up winning the game. And so, yes. yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, my favorite part about working for Pathfinders was hundred percent the people. Um, I really enjoyed um, getting to know everybody in the organization. Mm. Um, and yeah, I don't think people know like how much goes into like being in like the college tour guide organization we were in. Cause there's also like all these crazy like stuff, like there's special, like there's your regular tour days where you give like regular tours to campus and there's what's called program days. So that's either when like admitted students are coming or when people can take like a more in-depth look at the campus. Um, and so you have to have like special tours, special dress codes, all this kind of stuff for those days as well. Um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah. I, I do have a question. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is it explicitly or do they ever talk about you guys hooking up with your, your tour ease? It's not something that's explicitly addressed ever. Okay. I, I, it was never explicitly addressed to me, I would say. I mm-hmm. would say... I would, I'd like to be honest. Yeah. Um, okay. I would say maybe Pathfinders doesn't say anything about it, but if I'm thinking about who's on the tour, I'm thinking about minors. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so hopefully no one would have to not be told to not hook up. With, yeah. Right? It's, it's definitely something like people talk about in the organization. It's definitely more of a thing if you join like as a first year or a second year. That's definitely mm-hmm. more of like a thing because like you're still 18, 19, but once you're like 21, 20. like 20, yeah. 21, 22, like these kids start to look like young. Yeah. And you start to realize like how much distance there is between you guys. And it, it just, it just isn't. Well, that's what I found interesting. So when I, I took my pit tour, my summer of junior year, and then um, my freshman year, I almost hooked up with the Pathfinder I had. Which obviously it's different because it's not like he right. gave the tour and then, but like, I was like, that's so funny because I feel like that would have been really weird like two years ago, but it Wait, didn't come to can fruition. You us, can you give us a name? Yeah. Here, I'll type it in the chat. Oh my God. He would I have mean, been I... older than you guys. I don't know if you would have ever. Maybe. Maybe we know him though. Interesting. Do you know a last name? no what what did he look like can you like describe him (laughs) like he looks like every other dude (laughs) uh brown hair sort of a beard do you know who I'm talking about I I I, like have a suspicion I have like a sneaking suspicion okay yeah oh my god wait never happened though so oh my god no I'm I'm (laughs) oh my god I actually okay 
I need to text somebody right now about that actually. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, he was probably a senior when we were, when I was a freshman or, or senior when you were a freshman. Yeah. It sounds extremely familiar. Oh, wait, I do have a, wait, no, 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 I don't. <laughs> if it's who I think it is, that's going to be fully crazy. Anyway. Whoa, okay. Um, Keep me updated. Yeah, I, oh my God, I'm, I'm getting connected with my sources as we speak. Wow, okay. Um, and so, yeah, Lauren, do you have any, like, fun stories from shenanigans that have happened, like, while you were at work any like horror stories or anything like that on the job as a college tour guide Mm. honestly nothing too crazy Mm -hmm. um I really love giving tours um Mm -hmm. I always have like a great I always forget how much like every time I don't give a tour for a while I always forget like how much I actually like like doing it like Mm I treat it as my stand up. I like to get to know the families. Um, it's my one woman show. Mm-hmm. I will say though, and this is a this is a humble brag, but um, I had these two girls on my tour. Then they didn't know each other. They randomly ended up on my tour, um, and you know, I asked what other you know there, it was only them two and their parents. And I asked like, oh, what other colleges are you looking at? And they said, um, well, one girl was like oh, like I got into Duke and Harvard and um, Johns Hopkins. And the other girl was like, oh yeah, I got into like Columbia and, um, but, and she was like, oh, but I got up like, they're like, oh, but we got full rides from Pitt. So we're checking it out. And I was kind of like, I honestly felt like a little defeated like I think Pitt's the best place in the world but like I I didn't think I could compete with all those other schools lo and behold I come into work the next day and one of the girls is in the lobby she had just committed to Pitt oh my god I got a girl to turn down Ivy League schools that is crazy because of my award-winning tour literally wow no a full ride is like a crazy thing to turn away from actually no well i would just <laughs> no well <laughs> actually I Ellen, that's not the truth i don't think she was factoring that in when she committed so yeah no i well yeah but like just if i were her if i were in her shoes like obviously mm-hmm. you know but yeah once actually it's been happening a lot lately it felt because i just worked the summer and it felt like a lot of people were getting tipped so I think technically we're not supposed to accept the tips. However, mm-hmm. something else about being a tour guide, especially at Pitt, we are not paid well. Yeah. I'll say that. As in, and I, I said that to a lot of people during my time there. Um, and so, yeah, we did get a pay raise while I was there. And people do credit me with kind of getting us a pay raise because last summer I did try to, like, I did start talking to people about unionizing. <laughs> I was, oh start, I was trying to start I was trying to start a labor movement I was trying Good to start a labor you. movement at work no and I didn't even think it at first but then people were like Quinn I was like literally like you like after we got the pay raise because like you would just complain about it a lot and like because <laughs> okay. people, people were people were like Thanks. I think they're like legitimately scared and I was like my wow. god me being powerful anyway um so anyway so we don't get paid super well so but it's not you know 
I feel like it's the exact opposite of Lauren in that, well, I don't know, because um, I feel like it's the opposite of Lauren and that like people who think we do get paid probably think we get paid like a good amount of money um, to do our jobs when that is just not the case. Yeah. Um, especially for the amount of work we put into it, like we do not get paid, a, we do not get paid a good amount of money. Um, yeah. And so one time last summer I was giving a tour and we get to the end of the tour. I'm like, ending it I'm like thank you everybody and this family like stopped me and asked like was asking me questions at the end of the tour as is pretty normal and then as I'm about to go the dad's like oh and and this is this is for you but he like sticks out his hand and like is like gonna shake my hand so I like go to shake his hand and I feel a little piece of paper in it and I'm like oh who's that it's happening um and because like some people have gotten tipped and I don't technically think we're supposed to accept them but everybody does mm-hmm. um especially because if you try to return a tip to somebody they're like oh no take it anyway. yeah you can't and so I put my hand in he shakes and I take the bill out and they're like and the mom's like oh you can go and like buy yourself coffee with that or something like that and I was like oh my goodness you guys thank you so much this is amazing like I can't believe this I love like thank you so much um and so obviously I'm not gonna like look at it like right in my hand like in that moment so I like mm-hmm. walk a little bit I have a little I have a little pep in my step I'm like oh mm-hmm. I just got tip what is this gonna be um and so then I'm like a good distance away there's like I can't see the families anymore and so then I look down in my hand and what do I see but a one dollar bill wow <laughs> it's like at that point just don't exactly exactly I was literally I was talking to this I was talking to this girl who is a fellow pathfinder and she was talking about how she got an internship and apparently the pay for the internship is literally 250 an hour at that point at that point just don't just don't just don't even because then because she was literally like yeah then I can't apply for like scholarships or anything with the internship because it's technically paid oh and so like yeah and it's like like at that point just don't tip like at that yeah. point, it's just better. It's just better not to tip. And it was just, it was just so funny. And of, of course it was the only, like, it was the only tip I ever got. It, it's a perfect <laughs> story actually. Um, but it was so, it was also so funny how he like made the big deal being like. For you. Shaking my hand. Yeah. And like, yeah. And so that was he my might tipping as well just story. The round four quarters on the ground. Yeah, literally. It'll be less humiliating. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> make you think it's more. Well. Uh. But yeah, I, um, I, have, I have a lot more, we have a lot more stories to tell about that job for when somebody who is not currently employed there is on the podcast. Yeah. Because we love Lauren. We don't want to get her in trouble. <laughs> we got to protect no. you. We but I have nothing. Be a disservice to the university to lose their best tour guide. Literally, I have mm-hmm. literally nothing to lose at this point. And Lauren has no competition for best tour guide now that I'm out of there. The stuff so- you have to go through to be a laborer in America. Literally. To get minimum wage. Literally. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's truly terrible. Well, any final thoughts well, on working conditions for right now or <laughs> anything else you want to say about our job history? It is my dream to one day not have a job. Yes. Uh, I think that's everyone's dream at this point. Mary Rich is. I think everybody's realizing the system praying. we have set up is kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah um kind of doesn't work yeah <laughs> kind of um <laughs> so yeah 
I don't know. Our our, oh. our generation's relationship to work is certainly certainly very interesting. I'm not sure if anybody's heard, yeah. but um, <laughs> and so uh, mm. yeah, I would say if there's one thing, one piece of advice, please tip your service workers, guys. Yeah, be nice <laughs> and be nice and be nice to people, guys. It's it's like when something's ma- pissing you off, it's usually not the worker's fault. Yeah. Um, Never. And- Guys, give your phone number at Ulta. You cannot return products without it. Why won't you give me your phone number? You're being crazy. You're being crazy. Being crazy. (laughs) Oh my god. So yeah, Yeah, that's something I. That's something I realized after, like especially like working with like, um, for like the tour guide organization stuff because like in somewhere where it was not normalized to get tips, I realized how much they like really would have helped me out, and so now everywhere Mm. I'm like tipping tip yep because people are probably getting underpaid so true um so yeah oh but with that i think we can stick a pin in our conversation on labor for now and we'll be right back to get into our segments for this week's episode yay Guys, I'm scared, but we're back. So, as always, it's time for our weekly segments. First being Comment Corner, mm-hmm. which we have a really exciting email from a fan that yeah. we'll read now. Yeah, so we have a Comment Corner. We bullied you guys enough, um, mm-hmm. and we will continue listening. to bully you because this is the only thing we really have on deck. Um, mm-hmm. So keep writing in, just like this user has. This comes from Kylie. And the subject line is pulp. Um, and so Kylie writes, hey, Becca and Quinn. So you said to write in about anything and that is what I will do. Now there is this phenomenon with pulp and bone and chicken wings. Why would you add something that makes it harder to eat slash drink things with a lot of question marks and exclamation points? We've evolved past the need for pulp or bones at this moment in time. Why must I taste the inside of an orange when I only like the juice? Imagine eating the core of an apple. That is what it's like to drink the pulp of an orange juice. This is really random, but I'm curious what you guys think. Your loyal fan, Kylie. And I'm so Thank glad you, she was brave enough to say it. Yeah. So what are what are your thoughts, Becca or Lauren, about pulp? There was also bone-in chicken wings got some mention in that email. What are, I what mean, are our thoughts? High level. I'm totally a non-pulp bone out a boneless mm. lady so mm. texture like i said i'm weird with food texture is a big thing i totally agree with her why put in more parts that are inedible mm-hmm. i don't know lauren your thoughts on that i agree with the premise the way she worded it made it sound like they put the bone back in. I think- And Lauren, you picked up on the same thing I'm picking up on. (laughs) They don't put the bone back in. They just don't take the bone out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think they both have a place. I, I think that bone out chicken wings, while I do not have, like, while I do enjoy not having to, deal with Mm -hmm. the bone sometimes 
taking the bone out just gives it a very different texture and yeah. profile. It's basically um, a chicken nugget at that point. It's basically a chicken nugget at that point. I just feel like they cook it differently too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot more childish also. Socially, it changes the interaction that you're having yeah. in the room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in terms of in terms of pulp, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know where I stand. I would never buy pulp orange juice because I think mm-hmm. that's kind of a crazy thing to do. Um, <laughs> but in the right circumstance, um, I would drink it. I just don't think it's a necessary part of the experience. Mm. Yeah, I very much agree with Lauren. If like given the opportunity to buy my own orange juice. I'm probably not going to go for like a pulp orange juice, but like if there's pulp in the orange juice, I'm not like hating my life or anything, you know, mm-hmm. I do have, I do have to strongly disagree with the boneless chicken wings because I, I am a very big bone in person. Mm-hmm. I love, I love it's, it's, it's something that connects me to my roots. Um, as a cave person, um, I love eating meat off the bone. I have to say, wow. I very much wow. love it very much love it um yeah and like with my hands too like I hate I hate when I'm eating like okay so one of my favorite things my dad makes is chicken thighs Mm. guys chicken thighs Mm. are transcendent and some and some barbecue sauce sorry if there are vegetarians or vegans listening (laughs) you guys I'm sorry this is a this is a hostile zone for you right now because chicken thighs are so good and like when people like when I'm like when I'm eating chicken thighs and like the vibe is like use a fork and knife I'm like I'm losing something of the experience Cause I will get, I will get gross with a bone of meat. Like I will like, I'll be, I'll be getting every last little morsel off that bone is what I'm going to do. Yeah. I literally just had chicken wings yesterday. And I think that really the chicken thighs brings us back to the core of the question. Why are we (laughs) adding things? Like, why are we adding things like fork and knife? Literally. Experience that is inherently utensil free yeah we have to wow. go back to our roots we have to go that was back fascinating to our roots. that was um, a fascinating point lauren literally yeah wow so kylie in the end we agree with you but we also disagree with part of you yeah and yeah kylie and i think that's a beautiful thing but yeah. i i so admire your willingness nice. kylie to write into us literally just about something that was on again. your mind this literally. is exactly what we want to hear from you guys this is exactly yes. the kind of thing we want to be hearing Kylie, you are the perfect fan. Literally, nothing is too dumb to talk about. Like, you've all heard things Becca and I have talked about on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. Yeah, like, nothing, like, we're going to go there, you know? Mm -hmm. That's something people say about us. Um, And so, yeah, but thank you so much, Kylie. All right. So now it is time for our favorite jump scare and manic pixie moments of the week so we'll start with jump scares which is anything that truly terrified you made you fearful made you because i'm scared this week. <laughs> um i guess lauren we'll start with our guest anything that scared you this week lauren uh what didn't scare me this week <sighs> yeah I guess what really scared me is I would say I was at my lowest on Friday and I was, I was like, you know, I didn't have any plans. I, you know, worked a little, but 
and the weekend ahead wasn't looking great. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a lot of stuff at home that I need to, you know, get done. Mm -hmm. But I decided I wanted to pull myself out of it. I was like, if I can't have it, like, let's just like talk to a friend, maybe get ice cream. You know, I just needed ice cream with a friend. That's all I needed. I was like, it's not even necessary. Yeah. I'm really low. And something about me is that if you are my close friend from home, I do have your location on find my friends. I think Mm -hmm. it's really important. Um, especially you're driving a lot at home. So I need to know how far you are from my house. And more (laughs) importantly, I need to know if you're home. So I'm like, okay, who's, who's it going to be? Who's going to get ice cream with me? I open by my friends. They're all gone. I am a lone circle in my community. They're down the shore. They're in New York. They're in Pittsburgh. They're famously at camp. And terrible. Um, that was really that was really scary. And it reminded me just just how alone I am. That's humbling. Oh my God. No, being home is such like a it's like it's such a it can be such an isolating experience as like somebody who like okay this is like my home this is where I grew up like Mm -hmm. and all that but then you come home and you're like okay so every part of this that I like I used to enjoy is now different yeah (sighs) literally and like I have a whole life other places that is more interesting yeah Lauren okay wow Wow. you're speaking to something here we hear you that Mm -hmm. sucks I'm sorry wow (sighs) all right well Quinn anything scaring you this week my jump scare actually is you're going to have to walk with me on this one. Um, so we're taking a stroll together. Um, and so it was actually, it was actually caused by Becca sending me back to Starbucks yesterday because I was doing some work in a Starbucks Mm -hmm. and I get a text from Becca being like, Quinn, you have to go to Starbucks right now. And I'm like, okay, I was literally just walked home. I was getting dinner with a friend. So I walked home from Starbucks because it's right down the street from me. Um, I walked home, dropped my stuff off, and then I'm like, okay, I guess I'll go back to Starbucks. And so then I go into Starbucks and I see some of Becca's old coworkers who are fans of the pod. One of them wrote that beautiful iTunes review, our very first iTunes review. Shout out to mm-hmm. James, I believe the name is. John. John. Was it John? Who else was there, if you remember? John, a girl with red hair. Sarah. I'm getting a K or a C as the first letter. Courtney. It wasn't that long. Huh. It was something like corn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wait. Did she say her name was Courtney? Corn. I, I I read her name tag and it was like, I feel like it gave corn vibes. <laughs> okay, so so you cannot read their name tags because they all put fake names. Oh, uh, I think it, it said like <laughs> corn or something. Maybe it said Blarn. Okay, but there was a, I don't know. and then there was like a manager. I do not think it was the special George. Okay. Um. But when I said like Becca, they were like, "Oh, Becca," and mm, they were like, "Oh, yeah. Becca!" Like everybody wanted to know how Becca was, and they wanted to talk Aww. to me about the podcast. Really weird. Um. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was a really nice moment. And then I walk outside, and 
this woman on the street stops me and she's like, hey, my man, which first of all, not the way to start a conversation with me ever by referring <laughs> to me as a man. Yeah. That's something I don't like. Um, just to put that out there. Um, and so, uh, so that's first, but she's like nice. And so I'm talking to her and basically they're collecting donations for what? Breast cancer. Um, and so I'm talking to these people on the street and she's like, oh, can I interest you in like donating to breast cancer today? Like we work for this organization that provides women with like free treatment. It also helps their families while they're being treated. So like buys groceries for the kids, all that kind of stuff. And so it sounded like an amazing organization. Um, and so I was like, oh yeah, I'll donate. And so they're like doing all this stuff. Cause like you can get tax refunds. And so it was like this whole process. Like I was standing on the corner for like 10 minutes with her. And wow. I literally had just checked my bank account. Like as I was walking back from Starbucks the first time and like, the number was a little lower than I like to see when I'm in there, but nothing like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, okay, I'll give five, $10 even, you know, just something. Mm-hmm. And so she gets to it and she's like, oh, well, has, has anyone in your family ever been affected by breast cancer? And luckily I can say, you know, no to that question. And she's like, you know what? That's really nice. I can tell you're a very kind spirit because most people only start to care about breast cancer when somebody in their family is affected. And so I'm like, okay. Yeah, um, I'm an amazing person. Um, <laughs> so, so then she turns over the thing. And so she's like, okay, let me walk you through our options today. What is the lowest option to donate? What, $30? Really? Yeah. Wow. And at this point, she's put all my information in. Literally, all I have to do is give her my debit card. And so I'm just like, Oh boy. Yeah. So I, 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 I was, I was swindled into not swindled. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> swindled that. into donating. I was, I was, I was, you know, I was pushed persuaded. into donating. I was persuaded into donating $30 to breast cancer. Oh. And she said, she said, yeah. So this $30 is going to buy groceries for the kids. And I was like, fuck. And I was like, yeah, I can't, oh, I can't. <laughs> and so um yeah I did I did give away 30 of my American dollars yesterday um and so yeah a little bit of a jump scare I'm I'm not sure if you're gonna believe me I really hope you do but um I was tricked into giving 30 dollars to PBS this week as well in the exact same situation she was at my door this could have this this could have been my jump scare, of course, but I'm glad I didn't pick it. I was at my front door. I had just come home after a long day, and this girl, and she had so much anxiety that I just had. You're like to, she's not making anything else today. I had to end the interaction as quickly as possible. I was like, "What's your lowest donation?" She was like. Third, again, she had all my information. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I am about to spend $30 to make this girl go away. Wow. What is with this lowest $30 donation? Like, yeah, it was fully crazy. I'm a, I'm a student. I'm a child. Literally. But guess what, guys? I'm unemployed. I'm fully unemployed. They got you. They yeah. got both of us. <laughs> so it works, obviously. <laughs> Man, I am no longer underemployed. I am unemployed. <laughs> I do not have a job. Um, and so yeah, 
Uh, that was my jump scare this week. And it was all because Becca sent me back to Starbucks. Um, Sorry, babe. Sorry, and so in that way, she babe. was producing for the show as well. <laughs> oh, wait, if I talk about it, well, it's already going to be like, it's also like, Lauren just like threw something. I feel like we have I to talk about. My mom was like peeping her head and I was like. You said, Dale. Um, <laughs> and so uh, apparently it's like tax deductible. So apparently I get it back. Will I remember to give it to my like will I remember to do that no probably not um you know anyway Becca what's scaring you this week so uh nothing too terrible this week Mm -hmm. so I guess I'll talk about the idea of dating apps as a whole especially in hometown suburbs yeah 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 suburbs of your hometown Mm -hmm. it's just too many too many familiar faces and then too many unfortunately just ugly faces mm-hmm. it's sad it's scary um i don't like it so yeah. yeah but unfortunately i feel like it is the way of the world because i would love to meet someone in nature but th- that gift has not been afforded to me yeah that's like the ideal but it's just like there's so much there's so much against us for meeting someone in nature exactly and now that like oh my god my my best friend Neela just met her the love of her life basically the perfect person for her Mm -hmm. in Barcelona on hinge so it's like you know it works for some people exactly so maybe I need to be doing it Mm -hmm. I don't know we'll see I'll give updates I guess on that as well but I am scared. yeah oh wow yeah. yeah dating apps very scary place to be especially mm-hmm. at home especially in my home it's like a who's who yeah oh it's bad it's real bad oh my god yeah but with that being said and all of those scary spooky scares Woo. we now move on to our yippee yays which are manic pixie moments anything that made us feel slay slur amazing boots Boots the house down (laughs) pussy purr um sorry (laughs) sorry sorry Sorry. (laughs) that's on Um. me that's on me (laughs) Um, but yeah so lauren what was your manic pixie moment of the week um well it was a very exciting day on thursday my boyfriend had a day off (gasps) from camp from summer camp if you're a new listener he is there the whole summer (laughs) um but he did have a day off which is really exciting I wanted to do something special because he was driving home and I took a little trip to New Jersey and I bought something that you can buy in New Jersey but you can't buy in Pennsylvania and I drove that home and we enjoyed it it was a beautiful day oh I just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just got what that is <laughs> we consumed it together with three clicks um and it was a new jersey license plate yeah. it was it up <laughs> license plate and lauren definitely did not commit a federal crime i didn't, I didn't. no <laughs> i didn't um and it was just so nice and relaxing. Like it was the, it really was the manic pixie moment in a jump scare of a week. Her. That's amazing. And that's what this podcast is about. Mm-hmm. Finding the light in the darkness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Aww. Do you know when he'll get his next day off? He's actually done on Monday. Yay! Oh, Yay! that's awesome. Uh, OMG. When, when will your boyfriend return for more? Monday, actually. Seriously. <laughs> Monday. Wow. Oh, Monday, 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 Monday. Wow. Oh my God, yeah. Good for you, Lauren. Very yeah. good. I hope you consume a lot more of that then. Mm-hmm. The celebration. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Quinn, what was your Manic Pixie moment of the week? My Manic Pixie moment <laughs> for this week was, so as I said, I wore a very nice outfit to um, the Muna concert and I got a lot of compliments on it. But much like a manic pixie dream girl would do so obviously as i said it was a very sweaty concert it was very hot so the clothes i wore i was like these have to be washed like immediately um and so i put everything in the wash and i just kind of didn't think about it i pulled my fun little fringy top out of the wash and it is completely tangled up oh no (laughs) and in a way i like set it out to dry and i'm like maybe drying will make it better same way like 24 hours later and I was like oh so I did this wrong and now I'm pretty sure I ruined the garment um but uh and so yeah I did I did part ways with it um because I am literally moving out and so I was like okay so I'm taking this as a sign from the universe that she served she served her purpose for me and now it is my time to let her go she did all she I gave I gave her one last hurrah and then I literally physically ruined her um and so destroyed her um, but I gave her one last amazing ride before she met her executioner. And so, um, yeah. And so that, it gave me a manic pixie moment a little bit. Like, just like, oh, like, she's so silly. Like, why'd she do that? Like, <laughs> why didn't she know you're supposed to put something like that on like a gentle cycle? Like, you can't just throw that in with the rest of your laundry. So goofy. I'm so goofy and silly and funny and approachable. It's like, I make yeah, like exactly. dumb little decisions like that. I need a big, strong man to come and save me from all the ills of the world. Exactly. Um, to untangle that yeah. sweater. And so yeah, that was my Manic Pixie moment of the week. So mm-hmm. RIP, Ms. Girl, we love you. You served your purpose. She was you came, girl. you served, and you conquered. Um, mm-hmm. And she and died. Becca. Yeah, and, and bitch, she <laughs> died. So Becca, what is your Manic Pixie moment for this week? So my Manic Pixie moment was quite exciting. Um, I went and I decided to do something brave and something I do probably once a year, cancel my Planet mm-hmm. Fitness membership. <gasps> <laughs> and um, when I was leaving, they said, bye, fatty. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but then I went, I walked right over to AMC. No, I didn't. I online signed up to be and I am now an AMC A-list member Yeah, $20 a month. Yeah, I see 12 wow. movies a month for free. I just pay the $20 a month. So you that's see- That's a crazy deal. Yeah. It's so good. So yeah, I'm so excited to be- Cause that's like one movie. All the time. Literally, <laughs> literally. And there's a movie theater like five minutes from my house. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna be seeing my three movies a week. And this is much better than any Planet Fitness mm-hmm. thing ever yeah. and it's amc so you know what that means reclined those suits we come here to feel heartbreak feels good in a place like this lauren as the first guest of mpj you now get to have the honor of adding something to the stand list 
something that someone who isn't me or Becca has not done before. And so you're making history. (laughs) And she's I misunderstood the rules. Oh. I'm gonna need a minute. Okay. Okay. Oh a twist. (laughs) Um when I when I when I heard what you said, I thought that I was gonna be on the stand. (laughs) Oh no. Oh, that's so sweet. I, I see how you could think that, but that's not how it works. No. No. Um, I mean, yeah, no. No. This I but I like this. I like this better. I will yeah. I will take I will take my breath. Lauren. Okay, wait, it. Becca. Can I see what shirt you're wearing for a second? It's very important. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think that let me just make sure it's on this but oh my god i'm very excited all of a sudden mm-hmm. wait how did you even know there was anything on my shirt well obviously you're not just wearing a purple shirt this is crazy this is really crazy because <laughs> i definitely didn't notice that okay so lauren i'm ready <laughs> okay lauren has ended her deliberation <laughs> we have a little bit of a hint about what's to come and I personally am so excited Lauren what have you got for us so after hours of deliberation mm-hmm. on what I think my entry to the Stanley should be I considered a few factors I considered not only what I personally stand but mm-hmm. what deserves standship in the um, MPJ cinematic universe. And this is exactly how everybody who comes on the podcast should be thinking about it. Yes, I'm setting a precedent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm adding graphic tees to the stand list. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, wow, Wow. that's such a left turn. Oh, wow. I know. And the reason I added graphic tees to the stand list is I feel like they don't get enough attention and they're not talked about enough because casual wear has never been so elevated. You could dress it up, you could dress it down, Uh you can lounge, you can go out. Mm -hmm. And there's something unique about a graphic tee is it is truly like limitless. To mm-hmm. what can fit on a t-shirt and I think it shows so much personality and yeah. I think they're cute and I think they're comfy and I stand them 110%. This is I'm so behind this is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Lauren I, I think this is so meaningful as wow. someone who has personally made my face with my name graphic tees for two of my friends birthdays before and made them wear it this is just great yeah literally all i own is graphic tees would be kind of hypocritical of me to say no yeah so yeah i also think yeah graphic tees they're essentially let it be law let it be law law. we stand graphic tees um yes congratulations lauren this is a big achievement i also think i think graphic tees are truly so versatile especially this day and age because some of them are like dead ass serious like I'm wearing a Muna shirt because I really enjoy Muna 
-hmm. and some of them are just ironic like I considered buying one that was like New York with just like a big hot dog on it (laughs) so much creates like you can just do whatever you want and like some of them say like like that t-shirt with like what's the t-shirt account on Twitter t-shirts yeah base t-shirts or something like they're always funny ones on there it's like graphic tees there is so much you can do with them so wow 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 okay great great entry lauren oh my gosh that that caps off a literal smash hit of a first guest episode here on mpj so lauren where can the people find you if you know after last week they're so impressed with how much you can know in that big brain of yours and also after this week they're so impressed by the person you are well, you can follow me on Instagram at lauren.tears, T-I-E-R-S, mm-hmm. or you can follow me on TikTok at Lauren Taylor with 12 R's, where I have posted some content from 2020 and uh, haven't gotten around to it yet. But if you want to check out some princess content, mm-hmm. I, made I remember this era. I made, I, I did make two of those. Mm-hmm amazing amazing becca where can people keep up with you they can follow me on instagram at becca hobart twitter bex gloss and tiktok where y'all going during world war three and of course they can also find me (gasps) pretty much anywhere quinn where can the people keep you individually you can follow me at quinn p murphy on instagram and or tiktok and you can also follow me at Quim P. Murphy underscore on Twitter. And you can also find me ruining garments. Mm. Wow. And of course, please keep up with the podcast mm-hmm. at Manic Pixie Jump Scare on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, where we post the podcast at length and exclusive mm-hmm. content over there. So if you're yeah. not subscribed, go and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Hit the like button. Please follow, engage don't dislike a video i will cry and then maybe do the bell i don't know if we have that capability but probably we do probably just do that yeah um comment we would love to read comments yeah i would love that and then comments can appear on comment corner and also (laughs) you can write (laughs) oh oh i i I didn't know where you go okay (laughs) you please 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 seriously please guys please write into manic pixie jump scare gmail.com we had an exemplary episode with what kylie wrote in also with the yeah and the sand list so many great examples this yes. is how to do an mpj episode this episode right here yeah the perfect mpj so mm-hmm. keep that in mind moving forward guys mm-hmm. yeah. well oh. we're, we're quinn, quinn. And, and we're, we're Becca. Becca. And, and thank, thank you, you for listening. Listening. Bye. Bye. Manic Pixie Jump Scare is hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Executive produced by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Sound and video editing by Quinn Murphy. Social media management and highlights by Becca Hobart. And our theme song was written by Quinn Murphy, Becca Hobart, and Nandita Mahesh.